Welcome back to the Bad Dads. Are we live? We're live. We're recording. All right. What's going on, man? How was your week? Oh, it was it was good. It was bad. It was ugly. Work starting to pick up, so that's that's pretty awesome. But the kids started school. That was not awesome. Is it time already? I mean, they started on Thursday. Jessica took a took Thursday off. She went like half day. Can I interrupt you real quick? Because we need to address something from the last show before we get going. Because we're gonna stop and forget again. We fucked up on our introduction for late. So you guys are going to have to bear with us for a little bit because this is new and we kind of suck at this until we get better. So we're going to try our introductions to ourselves again just a little bit. We are the Bad Dads. I'm Tony. Or I'm Tony. <laughs> I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm Tony. That's Tony. <laughs> little background on myself. I just recently, I turned 40 years old a couple weeks ago. Got two boys. I got a 21-year-old and an 18-year-old boy. 21-year-old is already done with high school, and he managed to graduate from AAI Automotive School, and he worked as a mechanic at a big old automotive store. My younger son is attending college. We'll just leave it at that. I don't know if I want to bring up the university or anything right now, but uh, he is attending college, and he is actually studying to be a biomedical engineer. He's having a little bit of issues with enrollment again with his scholarship and all that due to the COVID. Touched on that a little bit last episode. I am married. I've been married for 20 years. My wife and I have been together for 22 years. Yeah, since we were 17, uh, became parents at 17. So I do have, I think, quite a bit of knowledge. I've been around the block a couple times with these knuckleheads. So yeah, that that's just a quick breakdown on me. Never served in the military, but I do support our troops. I love the country. Um, I'm very pro First and Second Amendment. I believe you should be able to say whatever the hell you want to say, whenever the one hell you want to say it, however you want to say it. There are a few caveats to that. I don't like racists. I don't like hate speech, and I don't like when people try to mess with my guns. Um, I don't mean to sound like some redneck, like don't touch my guns, but. <laughs> don't touch my guns. <laughs> don't touch the guns, that's don't for sure. Don't touch the guns. That's All right. me. So a little about me. My name is Tony. I'm 29 years old. I'll be uh, turning 30, the big 3-0, come October. Uh, me and my wife, we've been together ooh, since 2000 and... Shit, it's been too long, I guess. Um, we've been together, I believe, since 06. And... We've been married for 13 years now. We have two little girls. Uh, my oldest daughter is 12. My youngest daughter is six. The oldest one is in the seventh grade now, and the youngest one is in first grade. We were little high school sweethearts, even though we didn't go to the same high school. I got her knocked up at a young age. You know, I finished school. Amanda took care of everything. We kind of got it together, figured it out, had some bumps along the way. But we're here now, and we're better than ever. A little bit about me. I'm into cars. I'm into computers. I'm into guns. Not as much as him, though. Like, let me, let me <laughs> Make that fact. I, like I am guns. into cars too, but I, not quite much as Tony. <laughs> I, I like guns. I like shooting guns. I like uh, having guns. I believe guns are essential to our freedoms to protect our lifestyle that we've built here in America. I am very patriotic. Other things about me, I work in IT right now. I work for a company that does parking. You make it sound like it's like so nothing. It's a pretty big company. It's actually worldwide. But yeah, it's I do IT, so it's, it's pretty cool. I work in computers all day. I think that's about it. That's about it. So, um... As you were saying, school started again. Yeah, so school started again, and me and Jessica, we were trying to find out what we were going to do, how we are going to get to it, because obviously I'm working, I'm working from home, and a lot of the the Zoom classes, we, they start at 9.15, and then they have another one. Um, Tony Rose has one at 9.15, Evelyn has one at 11, and then they both have one at 1. So luckily, uh, my wife's work, she was able to kind of talk to him and they they said that she can maneuver her schedule go in a little bit later so that um, she can help the kids with the zoom classes it's only going to be for the two weeks hopefully unless the um unless the stay-at-home order gets pushed out a little bit further but um, right now we're looking at just another two weeks and then the kids go back to school so she's going to be going in at 11 not getting out until like eight um whoa yeah, really yeah it's going to be it's gonna be, be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have That's to make kinda shitty. I'm gonna have to make dinner. <laughs> Bro, they're gonna get out of school at eight o'clock at night. No, Jessica's gonna get out of work. Oh, at eight. okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that, that's good. You asked because that, that might have been confusing. I knew what I was talking about, but um, yeah. So she's gonna go. She's gonna go in late to help the kids with their first um, Zoom classes and kind of get through the get through the work. And then I'm gonna take a lunch at at one so that I can help them out with the second Zoom class at, at one. And um, we're gonna we're gonna make it work. You know, that's kind of what it's all about right now. 
COVID-19, everything's crazy. Every, everybody got to do their part, you know, as a, as a parent, as a teacher. People need to start stepping up. Yeah, and um, employers are also going to have to start realizing what these parents are going through. Because I see it at my work, too. Um, a lot of the parents, they're not knowing what to do for their daycare or whatever. Yeah, people that can't afford it. And, they, and even daycare, some daycares are refusing. They're refusing and, and then to open. I, I've talked to some parents, you know, they're like, look, I have teenage boys, 14, 15 years old. They need supervision. You know, I have to work, you know, like my hours are based around their school hours. Yeah. You know, and then like now I'm supposed to be trusting 14 and 15 year old boys to run a house, to run a house. Like, is my house still going to be standing when I get home? And I, I just laugh because I remember my mom saying that crap about us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, it's a lot of responsibility on the kids. And, you know, they it's don't. It's a lot of trust on the, and especially like, you know, your children, right? You yeah. Know, you're yeah. like, you're just like, oh my God. Like, I mean, you know, your children. <laughs> yeah it's funny because them being at home i remember your son he made a ramen noodle and i was just about the house to, i was just about to say and the same thing i i think about that a lot because made ramen noodles with no water evelyn did the same thing with macaroni those little cups did that, it stink you know, just as bad oh man it smelled like burnt popcorn the whole house just oh, oh and then it gets into the walls so it stays for a couple of days like it was ugh, makes me want to throw <laughs> up but yeah like i mean and I don't know what I don't know what she was doing. We're all sitting there watching her, and she asked, "Oh, Dad, how do I do this?" So I'm like, "You just fill up the water to the line." Somewhere in between me telling her that and her making her way to the microwave, she forgot to fill up the water to the line. <laughs> like, kids, man, kids. Well, like I think Nicholas's issue was he was trying to get back to the damn video games. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's always something, you know. She didn't want to be out there. She didn't want to hurry up, make herself something to eat because she was watching a TV show. I think I got to freaking cut back on my cigars, bro. Yeah? I'm coughing a little bit too much. Oh, you ain't got the wind. The wind that you used to have, huh? No. Yeah. I don't even really inhale them. It's just fucking... Well, th it doesn't matter. I mean, you're kind of just letting it simmer in your in your mouth, and then the smoke always... And it's like always the back of your throat right here, yeah. And every once in a while, yeah, you like... You do something stupid as you're taking a puff off the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I've been uh, smoking those uh, the vape pens a little bit more now. The um, the little carts, they're not not weed carts. I mean, <laughs> not weed carts, but um, they're uh, they're like little. Um, There's nothing wrong with the weed carts if you yeah, choose to do it. I mean, I mean, if you choose to do it, that that that's how I feel about things, man. Like you do you, let me do me, and yeah. you want to smoke some weed, smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I've been smoking smoking the vapes a little bit more. Um, I feel like I just being at home. And I need something to do with my hands, you know. And I'm I'm eating too much. I'm getting fat. Like <laughs> I'm sitting there. All right, let me let me grab some chips. Let me get some popcorn. Let me. So do you do you think that you hit the the quarantine twenty five? Oh hell yes! It was all bad. I I look at my weight and I'm like tipping the two forty, and I'm like, oh no, I'm not not drinking any beers all weekend. Like, <laughs> bro, I'm I'm the asshole over here losing weight. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Well, you're on I, your feet all day, you know? That's and that's the thing. I miss <coughs> being on my feet all day. I Well, I've been actually trying to exercise a little bit more, watch what I've been eating. Yeah. And then I try no beer during the week. That's, that, that's what fucks me up. Yeah, is, and I think know. that's that's a hard thing to do because when you get home from work, the first thing you want to do is just crack open a beer, put your feet up, take off your shoes, and just relax. Yep. So now I try to come home and work out, take a shower, and then you don't, you're just pounding the water for a little bit. And then after a little bit, I'm like, okay, uh... Maybe I have a glass of whiskey instead. Yeah, that's another thing. I kind of been drinking a little bit more liquor. I got the little spinning liquor carousel thing that yeah. I got for Father's Day. That thing, it's awesome, but boy, do I put them down now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy just to go up with the shot glass. And I keep the shot glass right there, rinse it out because it's right next to the sink. I'll, I'll rinse it out real quick and then give me a little shot of something, throw it in, whatever. If I got tea, I got Kool-Aid, I got, you know, juice, whatever whatever I'm, I'm drinking yeah. on, throw a shot in there because I got vodka i got everything a little bit of everything in there tequila and whiskey so yeah i got something that's gonna mix well with something it's a bar on a lazy susan exactly exactly <laughs> so been putting them down a little bit easier and i i gotta tell myself all right all right chill out chill out because <laughs> <laughs> i end up thinking about my liver and how much i'm probably you know yeah. been messing it up throughout this whole quarantine yeah bro and like you know, with, like, uh, my mom's issue, you know, seeing, like, what happened with, like, the way she drank and then, you know, everything that's going on, it made me really evaluate things. It and makes like, you think how much more water you have to drink. 
Yeah, and then like what you're actually doing to yourself. And it's funny, uh, there used to be this old country song talking about my next 30 years. And he talks about how he partied fucking hard his first 30 years. And he's like, now my next 30 years, I'm going to like eat a little cleaner. I'm going to drink a few less beers, maybe get up and exercise a little. I'm like, shit. All right, my next 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> We're there, man. You know, yeah. that's what I think too. You, I find, you bro. I'm not and, even 30 yet, but. Yeah, and but I'm there and I feel myself, you know, going out and drinking over the weekend and I wake up the next day I I got a hangover you can't shake oh, it you know Oh yeah no yeah you're about that age now to where it, it is <laughs> The hangovers kick kick your ass You know I don't really get hangovers as much as I get fucking some beer shits Yeah the beer shits definitely Bro, my the liquor guts, shits <laughs> uh, Oh I don't wake up like hungover and like I may have like a slight headache but you know like my stomach is like it's fucked yeah, and, and I gotta watch what kind of beers I drink on the work nights. If I do have a, a beer during the week, I can't be drinking like them heavy ass like IPAs or like those Imperial Stouts that I like. No, nope, 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 not anymore. You know, I'm drinking like you know the Dos Equis Modelo, some Miller Lighter, Coors Light, something easy. That's what I, I've been trying to trying to change the the type of beer that I drink because I I look a lot at like my dad. You know, my dad's drank Bud Light for his whole life and the guy's the guy's 60 now and yeah your dad he so just so you guys know out there like his dad that's my father-in-law and he gets he gets at me bro he's like you guys drinking them hard-ass beers and that whiskey he goes you know why i look as good as i look because i drink bud light he's like it's mostly water anyways yep. he goes he tells me that crap all the time <laughs> you know he's like so like i'm i'm, I'm still hydrating with my water but uh, i'm drinking my bud lights and i'm like but there's no flavor. There's he no goes, flavor, yeah. And then you end up drinking like 10 of them just to catch a buzz. But I'm hydrated. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And he's God. out there busting his ass working on a car in the sun, sweating it all out. So, in Arizona. I mean, for, like, for as old as he, he is, the guy looks good. The guy looks really good. Dude, your you know? dad looks like, like Cheech from back in the young days. Yeah. Like, your yeah. dad looks like the up and smoke version of Cheech Marin, not the Cheech Marin nowadays. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because it's like, dang, dude. And I, I tell him, I, because he's a butcher, you know, he works in a freezer. He's worked in the freezer he's for. Preserved. Yeah. I tell him, you're preserving <laughs> yourself, man. You spend an eight, day, eight, eight hours a day, you know, in a freezer. You're not getting sunburned. You're not out here. Your, your skin looks silky smooth. Like, <laughs> he so, has better skin than me. <laughs> so, so, funny story about that. Like, I just always think about it every time when, like, your dad comes up or something, you know, because he was the butcher at the store, the, like, the head butcher, yeah. pretty much, at the store where your sister and I met at. And then when word around the store got out that, you know, Francis was pregnant, they were like, yeah, well, when your ass disappears, I'm not eating no meat from this store for quite a while. Dude, I always, like, I, I always think about that, like, you know, how easy it could be for him just to fillet somebody up real quick. And the funny thing is because, like I said, um, I've said this before, I've seen him. People Don't bring, get your dad in trouble, bro. No, I've seen <laughs> people bring like um, pieces of of a uh, of like a full leg of a cow, and he'll you know on the table just fillet it up, like cut it all out, and cut every piece of, of different type of you know steak that you're trying to get. Yeah, he's he's cutting that up, and I'm like, dang, looking at this guy, he's like, oh, this is how it was in jail, you know? We'd have these full slabs. Um, they'd have like half racks of uh, of the cow, like it's like the whole half of the cow. That's when he was in jail, you know. That's how they did it, and I'm like, dang, man, you know how to you know how to cut, like <laughs> it's kind of scary. So is that where he learned his like, yeah. the, the trade for butcher? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, when he when he started working in the kitchen, he yeah, they well he wasn't in the kitchen. He was um he was in the uh, I don't probably know. like the processing, like yeah. where they bring the beef. Okay. So that's what he they were skinning them and doing everything. From nice. So so then yeah like you know we could go hunting bring it home to him and oh yeah he tells me he tells me all the time you know that he'll he'll show me how to do it and I've seen I've seen him do a lot of like uh like I said pigs and um pigs and cows you know I've never seen yeah. him do like a bird. so we'd have to take him out there with us you know because him and Janie they do like the woods yeah they like the woods they like, like they enjoyed it when they they met went up there uh, when we took Nick to get set up for school oh yeah yeah it was nice up there yeah and they, I enjoyed it, hanging out depending on the there. time of the year it can be beautiful. Yep, so just get them up there. They can hang out at the campsite. Just lug that fucking thing back and be like, all right, Pops. Cut the throat, <laughs> drain, the, drain the blood, hang it upside down. Yep. Watch, like, we're going to get contacted by people who hunt and be like, you guys are out of your fucking mind. you like, you got to do all kinds of shit before you drag it down the mountain. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, duh. 
Yeah. Yes, I'm 40 years old. I've never been hunting. I do want to go. I want to learn. So, like, I got a father-in-law. He knows how to do it. Yeah. But, um, uh, my stepdad, Joe, he tells yeah. me all the time. He's like, whoa. Uh, we we put in, ass, we put know? in, and um, we didn't get it this year either. I mean, one one of these years we're gonna do it, and I just hope it's sometime soon before it I, passes. I got, I got the rifle for it, and you just put a fucking optic on it, put in for the fucking tag, and just go out there and do it. Yeah, like, and the tag wasn't that expensive. You know, it was, I think it was like fifty six bucks. Yeah, I mean, and it allows you to put your name in three times, so that's not too bad. I got it with my fishing license because. And I, I haven't been fishing all year since, since I've got the damn license. But I plan to get out there. Tony Rose is waiting to go. She wants to get out there, too. She's been too too hot right now. You know, it's the yeah. middle of the summer. So, you know, that that's just, that's perfect into one of the topics I wanted to talk about today. Guns and kids. Yeah. You know, obviously, as we've been talking, everybody's going to hear, yeah, we're obviously pro-gun and whatnot. And do you ever get pushback? Or have you maybe ever seen somebody you're like, this motherfucker does not need a gun? Like... Because he doesn't so, have common sense or, or some I, shoot, stupid shit, you know. Like, I let's do, talk about I do that get, um, I do get like family members and stuff that come over and they're like, "Oh, you have guns here. Like, you, can you put your guns away? Like, uh, my guns are put away. You know, they're put in places that you you shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't be going in my room in my closet. You shouldn't be there. Right. Um, or in certain areas throughout my house, cabinets and and whatnot. Nobody should be looking in there. They're like, "Oh, well, why don't you have a gun safe or something like that? Because if I need my guns in the event of emergency." Somebody's gonna think to to run for a safe and grab grab the gun. In the event of emergency, they do know where it where where it is if they need it. And um, even Evelyn, she's by herself half the time when we're running around. She doesn't like to go anywhere with us. And I showed her how to how to hold the shotgun, how to, how to cock it back, pull the trigger, aim. That's whatever's in front of it. Like that's you should actually though train her on the new one. Yeah, because yeah, that, am... that shotgun's gonna break that little girl's wrist. Well, I told her, I'm like, you want to put it like right, like in a certain position because you know that you thing is going to fling out. You should get some of the 12 gauge mini shells and take her out. Have you seen those? They're, they're like half the size of your normal 12 gauge shell. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And load the fucker with those because they, they have like less it. recoil. Yeah. And people say those are probably better for home defense anyways because then you're not like. You're not blowing through walls. That's well, shotguns really. Well, it depends on your load. I, I shouldn't say shotguns really don't blow through walls because fucking yeah. slug's going to fucking fly. My if, my baby's got fucking double up, but oh man, right now you're lucky enough if you can find them. I've been looking online, and that's what that way I can just have like one or two of them cases of them, you know, just sitting around. That's why. So I got these uh these four ten shells for the judge. They're pretty sweet because it has four big ass balls in it, and then it has the little pellets behind it. So that okay. thing's gonna be fire. But um yeah no with the kids so I I train my kids. I take them out. I take them shooting. They understand you know the they understand the idea of the firearm. It is a weapon and it's used for self-defense or it's used for hunting. They understand that whatever you put in front of that that weapon, it is going to destroy it. And I've I've done I've, Do you guys have a plan? Have uh, you guys ever come uh, up like, like an an evacuation plan or, or like if, if something happens like, you know, my kids used to always know and I always told them if, if you guys ever hear anything or or some shit like I do not want you coming out of the house or out of your room. It, you know, if you hear something like that, you, like, get down on the floor. Do not come out into the hallway. You know, because I'm likely to be standing in the in the hallway with my gun already. Like, yeah. or if there happens to be some an intruder in there or something, and I take a shot at him as you step out into the hallway, like, you, know, you got to have some sort of a plan. You know, and, and you got to look at, like, the structure of your house and, yeah. and think about that kind of stuff, you know. And, like, typically, you know, like... You grab your gun, your wife grabs the phone and runs to the kids' room while you run to fucking block off the hallway. Yeah. And, like, with my – the way my house is right now, the plan is my wife gets on the phone and goes to the furthest corner back to the back. would be, like, in our closet. So that way if any rounds started flying or something like that, she's not going to get hit. And then she could be back there with a backup weapon and on the phone. Well, the way my room – is, uh, the hallway is upstairs – Ryan's on the other side, and him and I can stand on either side of that stairway. I'm not going downstairs. Somebody breaks in my house, like, I can replace any of this shit down here. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. But you come up them stairs, it, you're you're not going to make it. And that that's what it's going to be. As I'm just going to stand there at the top of the stairs. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, get the fuck out of my house. Or, you know, like, take what you want, whatever. You know, just know if you come up these damn stairs, all hell is going to break loose. Like, I, And it, I don't think a plan, like, a, per, per se has been stated in my house um we definitely talk a lot though 
we talk, we discuss a lot of little things. I tell, tell my, my daughter, if you, if you wake up because you hear something in your window, I want you to scream at the top of your lungs. I want you to scream yeah, because at the top of your lungs. Yeah, because that's going to scare that person off for one. And I have woken up. I've woken up to her, to, to her screaming and grabbed my gun. And this was out of complete reaction. Grabbed my gun running down the hall. And, you know, that's, that's actually pretty good instead of telling her to run down the hall and get me. Because her screaming is going to alert everybody in, in the, the house, house yes. that something is wrong. Yeah. That's, that's good. I like that. So I've, I've told her that a, a couple of times. And I've explained to them that if you guys hear gunshots, you guys get down on the ground. Or glass breaking. Or yep. Get on the ground and, and still scream. for Because you may not be the uh, one no. that broke the glass. Yeah. That could have been somebody busting a window coming in or something. And they heard it first. So, yeah, they should definitely still, you know, hit the ground and yell, Daddy. Yeah. We've talked about that and talked about, like, fire. You, you know, as a family, you should talk about fire escapes and stuff like that. Um, I tell them if, if the event of a fire, if you can't get your, um, your, your window open, break it. I don't care. Here, here's also something, speaking about that, you know, that I guess most people don't prepare for that. And most kids don't know how to use a fire extinguisher. So they say to get some fire extinguishers for your house like you should have. But get a couple just so you can have the girls test them out. Test them out. And just go in the backyard one night, light your fire pit, make some s'mores, roast some marshmallows and what that. And at the end of the night when you're done, have them pull the pins on those fire extinguishers and put the fire pit out. Oh, they know how to pull the pins. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> they know how to pull the pins. They know how to squeeze the trigger. And yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know if before. they – yeah, they got in a hold of the one right there by the fireplace. I don't know if they're going to do it again. But I think that's a that's one of those three year old three year old kid state of mind. You know, you you see that fire extinguisher. Oh, it's a red shiny thing, and then <laughs> they just play with it until they figure it out. And here we are on the other side of the house doing laundry or something, and boom, you walk back into the living room and it's full of yellow smoke. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, that's that's when you <gasps> what happened. <laughs> you know, you don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, they they kind of figured that that out. But I definitely agree with you we do need to do more like training with the fire extinguishers just so things like that don't, don't happen again and i don't think that anything was wrong with that fire extinguisher being in, in the reach it was about two feet off the ground and i think anybody well no yeah it, it's a fire extinguisher though yeah. and i mean and you had it in the proper place next to your fireplace yeah. and i mean yeah kids are going to be kids kids are going to be kids well i hope that i've instilled the the proper knowledge into my boys i mean I know, like, Nicholas pissed me off last time. Ryan, Ryan's good, dude. Like, Ryan, because he, he carries a pistol. He's very responsible, honestly, as far as, like, um, with with his pistol and, like, when he when he goes places and does things, half the time you don't know it's on him or he'd rather just keep it in the car. That way he knows that I'm here, I don't need it. Yeah, and there's also been times where he's been like, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to carry my gun because I'm a little too irritated right now. Yeah, that's good. That's, and, that's and I was thinking like, you logically. Know what? Good. And I was like, you know, I used to be that way, you know. And then I got to the point where you know where you learn to control your temper. Control your temper, because if you're gonna carry a gun, you have to be willing to walk away. You have to be willing to eat crow, look like somebody just punked you out, but knowing that you had you walked away and diffused the situation from going a whole lot worse because you had the capabilities of escalating it to a whole nother level. And that's that's the big thing about it is that. Um, once and, you pull that gun, everything changes. Yeah, not even pulling the trigger. No, it, you pull pulling out the that, gun. Pulling that gun out, everything. Everything you pull a knife out, and I feel like it's not the same as pulling out the gun. And that's that's the bad part about it is that like here in Arizona, um, I don't think people really register those two things the same, which they should be, you know, and they are. But once you pull out that once you pull out that gun, everything changes. Anybody in the area that feels that their life is threatened has the ability to mm -hmm. shoot you down. Once you do pull that, you're automatically, if you're in the wrong, you're, if somebody wants to, wants to report you, you're done. And I think that's, that's one thing where people should do more training. I, I do believe that, uh, you know, if you do buy a firearm, you, sh you should be able to buy a firearm. So I agree with the rules right now because you can buy a firearm without having to do any training. But um, I feel like you should have like some kind of uh correct yeah I, do, I don't think they should be uh 
making that man because that's gonna once you make it mandatory to to buy training all these training classes are going to jack their prices up sky high yeah. because they well, can't because it's required I think sweet, now. In Sweden, um, once they hit 13 or something like that, you have your tablet, right? You want to look that up? I think it's, is it, um, I think it's Sweden. Once they hit 13, like, um, I, I, it's like everybody gets a firearm or something like that for... Oh, yeah, I know the, there used to be a country about that. Yeah, um, Sweden. Like, something like that, I think, would be amazing. Where, if you do... Well, I guess... Like, or in school training. You know, they should do it back back to that. Before, even before I was in high school, you know, I guess, like, my dad and all them, my uncles, they were allowed to, like, drive to school with their shotguns or their hunting rifle, like, on a rifle rack on the back window of their pickup truck. And they just had to go and take the rifle to the principal's office. Check it in. Pick it up after school. <laughs> and then, like, they'd be going quail hunting or something after school. They'd just go in, drop the rifle off at the principal's office... After school, they all got in the pickup trucks. They took off out to the fields, and they were out there dove hunting, quail hunting, like whatever it was. What a time to be alive, man. That would have been amazing. Well, when I was in high school, I was in ROTC, and I was actually on the rifle team. We had a big rifle range on campus, and they had 22 bolt-action rifles. That's pretty sweet. That's cool. That's cool. And I thought, I was like, okay, like I love to shoot. I really don't care if it's a twenty-two because... I'm actually at school getting a grade in ROTC. Like, this is my ROTC participation, you know. And then I got to go and travel with the school and compete against other schools. So, like, in high school, I was able to be a competition shooter. And I can't wait to get back into it again as an adult. I was actually hoping to do that here again soon. But, like, with everything going on, I'm getting ready to go out of town for my brother's wedding. Yeah, it's kind of all that. Yeah, so when I come back, I'm actually wanting to try to get into the IDPA, International Defensive Pistol Association. Okay. Everything's... All the competition scenarios are ran on uh, self-defense situations. Uh, you have to draw from concealment. A lot of the guys, I, I think it's kind of cheating because they, they wear the guns on their waistband on the outside, and then they wear one of those fucking fisherman vests. You know, like the oh. yeah, just so they can, just so it's concealed. And I'm like, yeah, nah, bro, like, but they won't let you. You gotta be in like a dress shirt, or you gotta you know do something real. I'm like, gonna go like this. Yeah, you like know? We, like we dress. Yeah, just regular t-shirt and jeans. But they won't let you appendix draw. No. No. Yeah. So you gotta draw from. The, I guess they're. So I'm. I've been practicing. That makes on, sense though because they're I mean, afraid of people. People popping their dicks off on the fucking thing. <laughs> Doing yeah. a cheddar bob? Yeah. <laughs> what was that meme? A lot of y'all think you're John Wick when really you cheddar bob. <laughs> yeah, new gunner gets a gun and thinks he's uh, John Wick. In reality, most of you fools are cheddar bob. Sorry, I'm still trying to find that, that, that Swedish gun loan. Oh, wow. It, maybe it's not Sweden, bro, because fucking... Okay, well, first the first thing that pops up, it says, It is illegal for a civilian in Sweden to carry a firearm unless for a specific legal purpose such as hunting attending the shooting range um to transport the firearms there are rules to adhere to so you can't carry like we carry over there it looks like like what about for home defense i guess you can have them in the home is, is kind of what it sounds like uh, in sweden only responsible people can have guns only responsible people are trusted with firearms swedish license they license guns much in the same way we license cars and drivers you can have up to six guns but get more with special pre- what nah merkel baby you have up to six guns, but what? You can have up to six guns, but you can get more with special permission. Oh, so you got to be up there. Yeah. No, kind of, bro. Sounds like, like California, where <laughs> in order, you can, but a little you can freer, apply. Though. A little freer, though, because like, so like, I think a lot of people would like that here because they like, they license it. They said like cars, you got to get a driver's license. So over there, you got to get a. Oh, um, that's uh, Chicago or Illinois. Illinois, you have to have a, a ID. That says that you're allowed to have a firearm. That's technically an infringement, I think. Because that's, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, my boy came down from uh, from Illinois. He was asking me about like firearms. I was like, dude, out here is it's it's amazing. It's the best place to be. Like, if you want a gun, like, somebody you know is selling a gun. If and you are 21 years old and you have no felony convictions or no domestic violence misdemeanor convictions, yep. you can own a gun in Arizona. And... You can legally conceal it without a concealed carry permit. The special ones, because we have constitutional carry. Yep. So, like, beautiful state to be. The in. officers will say, uh, "Do you have a permit to carry concealed?" No, sir. I exercise constitutional carry. Okay, okay. I was just asking. I'm just letting it be known. Like, you know what though? I've I've been pulled over a few times with my gun, and um, they uh, they don't even ask me that. They just say, "Oh, do you have any firearms in the car?" As long as you're straight up with them, like, you know, keep your hands on the dash. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I, like, I'll put my hands up, you know, like, because I already know. Like, I, I, and it's not even trying to be... We live in fucking Phoenix. Bro. Yeah, like, like, it's it's crazy. So, I, they come up to the to the window, you know, they're like, I, I want to try and just not do any movement in the car anymore. Before I try to hurry up and get my, my registration, get the license and everything out, 
Now they come up, they ask, you know. Yeah, um, I don't do shit until they ask me to do first it. Thing I, I tell them with is, my hands on the wheel. First thing I tell them <laughs> is, is like, um, I'm going to reach in my, my IDs in my back pocket, but I have a firearm on my right-hand side. Like I said, I've been pulled over a few times with it, and they say, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna reach for it and pull it out. And as long as they can get it out, or if they can't get it, they'll have you step out of the car, you know, keep your hands up. And, and then yeah, everything's good. Like, bro, I've, I've had, I haven't had an issue. Like, I've I feel had, like our, our, our officers here are, you know, you do run into the dick. I have ran I into the say, dick. I, I've, I've had many many different reactions the way we drive we're always getting fucking pulled over yeah that's our fault <laughs> so they run up they'll be like um do you have any weapons in this and that on the car yes sir I, ha- I have a holstered pistol it's right here and i've had it anywhere from okay do me a favor don't reach for it just be cool you know okay cool and i've had them okay kid you step out of the car i'm just gonna remove it from my and they've had me put my hands on the hood you know they remove it from the holster Okay, go ahead and have a seat back in the car. It'll be left on my trunk. They'll take it back to their car. I've even had them, they'll go as far as pull me out, place me in handcuffs, then remove my pistol, sit me on the curb, and then kind of that's, be- a, that's a bit much. And then berate me. Why are you carrying a pistol? Are you out here solving solving crime? What do you think you're like? And oh, then, you know, those kind of, and I'm like, you know what, man? <laughs> and then the last time that- yeah, Super cut. Ha- yeah, and, you know, well, why do you carry a pistol? You know, what do you think? You, and I was like, have Bruh. you? I was like, have you ever been shot before, sir? And he was like, excuse me. I was like, that's not a threat. I'm asking you a question. Have you ever personally been shot before? Or and shot he was at. like, he's like, well, what does that have to do with this situation? I was like, well, you're asking me why I carry a pistol. I have been shot before. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts a lot. You guys don't get there in time. You know, like it's not like somebody pulls out a gun and like you guys show up out of nowhere. Whoop! Stop! Freeze! Don't shoot him! Drop that fucking gun! It doesn't happen doesn't happen here no. it, it, and they don't like to hear that some of them some of them are i got they're realistic over, yeah i got pulled over one time for the the blue neon lights under the car and the cop was like hey i'm not tripping on the gun he goes i, I love that about arizona he's like everybody and their mothers out here carry he's like it's a crapshoot whether or not you're going to survive doing something stupid out here yeah and, and that's what it should be it should be citizens patrolling citizens Th- that's exactly how i feel that's why i love this state so much is because you don't know who's going to have it could be that could be that freaking 22 year old kid and it could be that 58 year old grandma yeah and sometimes the women shoot a lot it's like they shoot a lot better than guys oh and like, that boy. shit is hilarious bro <laughs> and like it's kind of like in karate for some reason girls in karate women in karate they make it look so much prettier than men can and yeah. it's it's a men's sport i don't mean to sound chauvinistic or anything but like the first attack you learn That's... in karate is to kick them in the dick yeah you know <laughs> But women get in there, and they just their kicks are a lot prettier. Their katas are so much fluid and more smooth, and you're just like, fuck. So my real mom, she's in her late fifties, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my stepdad, he's uh, you know, mid sixties, and his son-in-law, so my brother-in-law, they're out there shooting right up north. And we talk about uh, Chomper, and, yeah. and Joe. So they're out there shooting. They're all up there enjoying the weekend and shooting at cans and stuff like that, you know, little targets um, in the woods. And uh, so they're trying to hit this can, right? And it's about 15, 20, 20 yards away. And my mom calls me. She calls me all excited. You know, she has to tell me what happened. And so they're shooting these cans. And they unloaded. She said, man, they must have shot 15 rounds apiece. And they couldn't hit this can. Like, one of them nicked it, but that was it. Like, they couldn't knock it down. She was like, I told them, all right, all right, guys, let me show you how it's done. As she gets up there, first shot with the... With her, her little revolver? Yeah. First shot. She she cocks it back, dude. She said she spread her legs apart. And she got in her stance. She looked at that thing. And she pulled that trigger. And boom! Can exploded. She nice. said, oh, I wish you could... I wish somebody could have recorded it. Something. Like, you would have seen that, that root beer just blow all over the place. And I just I think it's so funny because yeah you're right you know it's not about the shooter it's not about the gun it's it's the combination the and that's the thing she's had that gun with her for for so long she goes out and she she well, plays with it I know which gun you're talking about because I've shot it I love it because it's a 357 revolver he keeps it loaded with 38 specials for her yeah so I'm out there and I'm shooting the 38s out of it and it's just it's so fucking wonderful. Well, he's got that—he's got that orange little target ball that bounces all over the place oh, yeah, when yeah. you shoot it on the ground. That right? thing's amazing. He was tripping out. He's like, "Mr. Josh, he's like, you're pretty good with them iron sights." Because I was just like, "Pop, pop, pop, bouncing <laughs> the fucker," yeah. you know. And he was like, "Damn!" And I was like, "Told you I can shoot." I am—I'm new to the AR-15 rifle. Yeah. I, I'm new to. It. I learned shooting hunting rifles, shooting 
things long distance away, bolt action rifles, shotguns, revolvers. You know um, what? I wonder if that's why he loads everything hot. If it's because he likes to have something hot where it's when you shoot it, there's no wind interference. It's a little bit more likely to. Yeah, because he loads everything hot. And he got that, that 10 millimeter, right? Oh, fuck. That thing is a big son of a bitch. Bro, it's, it's, you know what the 40 cal is, right? Yeah. It's a cut down 10 millimeter. Like, yeah, and God. so. I told her, I was like, that's probably why he can't shoot it. So he can't hit the can. The guy's hitting this freaking big-ass bullet. Like, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> he had that 44 Magnum, and I'm like, what are you going to do with that? He's like, oh, it's good for bears. And I'm like, bears at 10 feet. But reality. no, he, he's true about that, though. You yeah. need something like, but the 10 millimeter is also good for bear. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's what he got it. And that's what that's why that's he got it. You know, being up north, but being up north, time, and they they get lost in the woods. That, and they've seen. I would bears. much rather have the revolver. Yeah. over that ten millimeter, I think they get lost in the woods up there. They love to explore, and they've seen a lot more bears than we have. Because you need so. something. <laughs> I, you need I something get that's it. gonna penetrate that hide. Like the five five six may penetrate its hide, but it's gonna be like stinging the. the yeah. it's gonna piss them off. It's gonna piss them off. Yep. You know I. If, if all well, let's I say had, it's like the nine and the you know the forty, you're just gonna piss them off. Yeah, like you're gonna be lucky to even penetrate its fucking fur. They got a thick hide, and, and especially if you're trying to shoot it with hollow points, them fuckers aren't gonna expand. Oh no, that's what I like. I like the judge and going up there. I got those bear loads. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, that thing that had some kick. It's funny because shooting the four ten round out of it and then shooting the bear load you feel like the difference of how much more powder is in there because that 410 round it's so easy it's like effortlessly to just to shoot it especially i i love the judge because the rubber grip i feel like as big of a bullet it's as it a is nice, it's a hoe grip isn't it is it made by hoag or i don't i don't know i like the grip because how soft it is the way they made it i think it really handles the recoil and doesn't rattle in your hand like a 38 is nice and i think for a revolver as good it doesn't hurt your hand but the grip is solid with this thing having that rubber grip it takes a lot of the shock out of it okay dude like the, my sig the grip texture on that is rough yeah but it's the sig like, is a rail right it slides back yeah, it's an auto it takes it takes a lot of that a lot of that recoil because you use that recoil to slide it all back i think a revolver for me is easier and flatter to shoot yeah yeah my problem is like i like sigs and they have a higher bore axis than like say a glock so they do rock up more a glock it's got a flatter shoot because it's got a lower bore axis doesn't kick up and rise as much when yeah. you fire it as much as a sig does i shoot sig because i like the grip on a sig okay you like that the rough angle. texture well not no the angle of it oh. i like the Glocks is a little far forward. You can shoot, you can train, you can overcome it. To me, I just like the way that the SIG, when I grab it and I pull it up and it comes on the target, it's just so natural. And like my first two shots are usually always bang, bang. I can't pull off three, but I am also shooting a 45. And 45 is big. And I think a lot of people need to, need to realize that too. Is that everybody thinks that all oh, nine millimeters small, 22 small. Like, it's all about what you're doing with it and what kind of ammunition you put into it. When you walk around with hollow points on a 45, you're going to do damage, no matter what. Well, you know what? I'm pretty much over the whole fucking debate about which is better, 9mm or 45. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. No, with the ammunition with, they're putting out now, they, you can... They do the same. It, it's what are you looking for out of your gun. I grew up shooting 45. It's a slower moving round. 9mm is fast laying around. 45 shoots less than 1,000 feet per second. I think the rounds I got sitting right over there are like 875 feet per second. When you shoot a 45 and you want to use a suppressor on it, you do not have to have subsonic rounds because all 45s are subsonic. But in 9mm, you're going to want a subsonic round to get the best out of the suppressor. That's what I was trying to explain to my wife's friends. Sunday or Monday, she came over and she, she was talking to us about her doing laundry. So she she takes her clothes, she goes and does laundry. She said it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. And you got all these freaking weirdos outside looking at her car and then looking at her and then pointing to her inside the laundry mat. She was like, what the hell is going on? So she's scared. And she's like, I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm going to have my son soon. It's just me. I don't know what's what's happening. I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel unsafe. I don't want to feel uneasy anymore. She was like, I'm tired of it. I, I want to go get a gun. She was like, I need something that I can carry in the purse, carry on my hip, like it's something that I can always keep on me. And I said, good. I said, good. Like, let's go. Let's do it. So we went to Sportsman. They got some really good deals. And I was trying to, Bro, and and they because make a, she was like, there's a lot of manufacturers making guns right now that are like four women tailored, like the Glock 43. That's a small little one. I mean, it's a 380. I, I, I that's one round. I still like, I know I said I was over the whole round debate thing, but yeah. 380, I still don't really, it's kind of lightweight on it, but it's still better than a 22. Then you got the Sig Sauer 365 and it's a fucking 12 plus one. It's a 13 round nine millimeter and it's small as hell. And then if you're on a budget, you got the Taurus G2C. Yeah, so or that's what that's when we actually went went up there to go the see the Springfield Hellcat. That's a good one too. So um, um I, know, I told you her, know, Chris, because she Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. He just got a fucking Hellcat. He was texting oh, me pictures. Damn. He's like, bro. He's like, we'll be going damn. shooting. And then I guess he got himself a, a AR-15. He had to take it to a gunsmith because he, he wasn't happy with it. Oh, I no. haven't heard back from him yet. He's like, a veteran. He's got higher standards than you and I are going to have. Yeah, and he wants to fill a different kind of trigger pull. And, and I want to go shooting with him, bro. Like To get that, to get his mentality of it? Yeah, it's like, because that's what I love going with my brother because like he's a veteran and I'm going to leave the units that they served in out without their permission. Seth, he did a few tours over there, what they call the sandbox Iraq, and so did Chris. And like going out, learning on my rifle with Seth was an eye opener. So like watch him hold that rifle. He was like looking over his shoulder at us and like and he just operated the rifle. He loaded it, got it ready, safed it and everything, turned his head back, looked at the target, raised it, pop, 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 pop. I'm like, dude hasn't fucking lost it. It's distilled in him. Chris, he had a, I don't want to speak too much, but like a special job. I want to learn the shooting from him. He showed me what his rifle was and everything that he had in the military. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you're my next veteran to go shoot with. <laughs> Those are the kind of guys that I really like to learn from. Anything that they're going to tell me and teach me, they've already put that shit on the line and trusted their life to yeah. and come out on, on top. It's they're... like training with like the, the best fighting champ. Like This guy's a world-class fight. He's already got a couple belts. I'm going to learn how to fight from him. These guys, they got a couple tours that they survived and some deep, deep shit. They already know what they hold true to themselves and the tactics that they're going to use. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good thing about having veterans as friends and, and family is that you get that like one-on-one kind of personalized training. It's not going to be like the training that you would get if you were to enlist or if you were to go to some of these classes, but they can spread some of the knowledge on how you should hold your feet, how you should hold the pistol or the rifle. Mm-hmm. Back to yeah. I was talking about my friend. I wanted to get her the G3C because it's like 17 plus one. Okay, and she it's the bigger of, one. Okay. Yeah, and she told me, she's like, I really don't care about holding a lot. You are when your adrenaline starts flowing and you're not really counting rounds and squeezing yeah, shit off. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing. Um, and we'll get back to that. <laughs> but um, I told her, I said, well, what do you feel comfortable? She said, I have something that's comfortable in my hands. So we did find this that was cheap enough and don't knock cheap gun. I think my, I always make the joke. is Cheap that, gun is better than no gun as long as it's not a high point. I always make the joke about <laughs> high points is that you can spend your whole life talking shit about high points and then one day you get shot down by a high point. How would you feel? There was a reaction that said that if I ever got shot down by a high point, please tell everybody that I just got beat up in a gay brothel. <laughs> 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 that that might be a little bit better. She ended up finding the EC9S. It's Ruger's five plus one. I mean, it's a smaller pistol. Oh, it's it's kind of like their LC9. Yeah, so it's it's their economy pistol, <laughs> which my, is good. Hey, my my homeboy carries the LC9. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know him. She felt it was a little bit better because it was a nine. You know, it wasn't going to be something super crazy on her hand. I think the even though it's called the LC, maybe I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure his is still a 380. So that's what we we told her just to get the self defense rounds, something that's going to be able to stop somebody. Also suggest for her to go to Scottsdale Gun Club. They have training courses and they have women's classes. Oh, wow. So, so we were talking about Shooter's World because Shooter's well, World has... Uh, Shooter's World, she can just go and shoot for free and fucking just and yeah, practice and shit, you know? She needs, she needs to go and take a class where they're going to teach her, this is how the slides operate. This is your slide stop. This is how you reload. This is how you hurry up, slap your new mag in, you know, all that new stuff. Yeah, and so I was trying to... I was I sat her down and tried to go through as much as I could with her, how to rack the slide, how to hold it open. Yeah, I was wrong. The, the LC9 is a 9mm. But yeah, like one time your sister was talking about your other sister was wanting to get a gun and she was going to carry it in her purse. And I was like, why even have one? I was like, it should be on your person, in your waistband, concealed like that. And then I was like, okay, well, imagine this. I'm going to hand her a little Nerf gun. She's going to put it in her purse. She's going to put her purse like however she carries it. And then I'm going to jump on her and I'm going to try to choke her out. And she's got to get the Nerf gun out of her purse before I choke her out. Yeah. I was like, I got a martial arts background. I'm going to lay a good rear naked choke on you and you're not going to make it past three to five seconds. You will not get your gun out of your purse. Now, if it happens to be on your waistband, you still have a shot at getting that gun out and shooting them in the foot, shooting them in the thigh. I think you half know, the time if you space, make the shot. Popping them a couple more times. Half the you time, know. you don't even have to hit them. If you pull the trigger and the shot goes off, you're going to scare them enough to say, oh shit. I wouldn't always count on that. No, but I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like It is another tactic, though, that I think would help a lot. We did end up trying to find her a holster and everything because I told her the same thing. I know there's a lot of guys, too, though, that carry these like crossbody bags. You know, It's like called off-body carry. Like They practice slinging the duffel bag around them on zipping it real quick and pulling out the gun but that took you like two three seconds longer than it takes you to lift up your shirt and pull your gun but i think it's better to have something than have nothing you know and definitely you'll, small you'll round get to is that, better than no get, round yeah you'll but get if i had my choice point. you know i'm gonna go with like the most a more effective round yeah but like if i absolutely and i guess you know there's a joke going around it was like this was overheard in the gun store 
Sir, you're about four weeks too late to be picky about caliber, size, and price right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I uh, I was looking for uh, for AR right, and um, because I, I was thinking about trading in that uh, trading in the the AR9 and get an AR15. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm not. After looking online, it's uh, That's I a mean, truck gun, bro. Like it, you should see that is what you carry in a bag. Yeah. That is the kind of gun that you carry in a bag, off body. You know, yeah, you got your little, like, you got your gun in your waistband, you know, but like, you know, a nine millimeter out of a, what do you got? Is it an 11 inch barrel, 10 inch barrel? It's, it's a, oh, seven and a half? Yeah. No, it's, it's 11 inch. 11 inch? Yep. It's, it's sweet. It's, it's pretty, pretty small. Dude, that's perfect to have, like, with you when you're out with your family. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, get, just like, keep, keep uh, I'm an advocate for that, that shit. Yeah. I really am. Like, I, would, I wouldn't keep it in the back up. seat. I would keep it in the trunk, just mainly because the girls are in the back seat, and I wouldn't want them like kicking it or you know doing something. Well, like with the way your truck is built, big enough. Oh, though, with the like, truck, yeah, I can, I can definitely. That's why I said truck gun. Yeah. Yeah, and like you got it in a nice little bag. It could even sit up front with you and Jess. You got the girls on the back of the truck, you know. And I understand, like, yeah, um, you don't want the kids back there. And I've seen some guys, they got some nice setups for the back seat of their truck. Like, they make these these boards that, like, attach to the backs of the seats. And, like, it's like a little, like, pegboard system almost. Like, that's the, the concept behind it. Okay. But, like, yeah, they got, like, an AR-9 right there strapped to the back seat of the passenger. So, like... Oh, crap. Yeah, and, like, the seats fold all the way down. So, it's just like... So, he just grabs it, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and then pretty sweet. They got like first aid kits and stuff like you should always have some first aid kits around too. So Yeah, and that's one thing. Uh we got a first aid kit for the house and I want to get another one for like the cars or a couple for the cars. I was looking at that too because I as it's funny because when you don't have it, you don't ever think about it, you don't ever care about it. But when you have it, you end up always using it. And especially with kids, they're always Yeah, the kids are hurt. always messing themselves up, man. <laughs> Do yours are they like for band aids all the time? Uh, I yeah. need a band-aid, I need a band-aid. Yeah. We, we, we used to have to hide the band-aids. Don't let them know we have band-aids. <laughs> Don't let them know. Yeah, no, the, uh, my littlest one, yep. She and, and some of them, I mean, she genuinely needs a band-aid. She's cut herself, she's bleeding, whatever. You don't want to get infected, you know, put some Neosporin on there, put some put a band-aid on there just to, to cover it. But, I mean, she might hit her elbow on the wall and it's sore. I need a band-aid. No, you don't. What the <laughs> hell? I told her, I was like, are you bleeding? And then, like, <laughs> she now she'll, so she'll go through and, like, she'll cut herself. She'll be like, like, she won't even care about the cut. It doesn't hurt her or anything. But she's like, Dad, I need a Band-Aid. Look, I cut myself. Like, okay. <laughs> be like, okay, um, that requires a Band-Aid, and you're, like, extremely calm right now. <laughs> but you smacked your funny bone, hit the ground crying, flopping around, screaming for a Band-Aid. Yeah. But in all honesty, the funny bones fucking suck. Oh, yeah, they do. That's one of the worst. Why the hell do they call it the funny bone? Shit sure is funny, ain't it? I don't know. It's funny it's when funny you see when somebody you else. <laughs> I was, was going to say, <laughs> it's funny when you see somebody else hit it. Because you're like, ah, hit your funny bone up. <laughs> Fuck you, dickhead. <laughs> so what what would be a good good title for this uh, for this episode? Seems like it was primarily guns. Yeah, just about dads and guns, bro. Yeah, there's something else I, that that came up, you know, and like I don't want to like put too many too many people on blast. So I'm gonna try to keep this as vague as possible while I'm bringing up the topic. So I was talking with somebody, certain somebody at a certain place. The topic of the whole Epstein thing got brought up, and about the celebrities that were involved. And she was like, you know, yeah, I know, and like all these men are horrible. This and that, and like, like if the women there were no women, it, like this list just came out. I don't know if you see the new oh list, yeah, I seen the but, list. But anyways, she was like, I don't know what it is about men. And their bodies. Something about, like, the gist of it was, like, sort of, like, men are inherently evil because of molestation and rape and all that that crap, you know? Like, like if women don't do it. And I was, I, I, it kind of shocked me and it left me sitting there, you know? And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, women do do it. Yeah. I guess they just do it in a different way, though. Because, like, it's usually, like, the junior high or high school teacher seducing the, the, the male student. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody younger that, that wouldn't. And it's, I mean, I guess and, it works and, It works both ways because it's. Maybe, a, is that, like, the point they're trying to make is, like, because, like, if a man does it, it's, it's like, there's a form of violence. But I don't know. Sometimes it's a male teacher seducing a female student. There's no violence yeah, they kind of make it, they, you know, they try to make like, it to where it's consensual. And, they and they it, believe themselves that it's consensual. But like, so, um, is it because like you've never really heard of like a woman violently raping a man? I, like, I guess like you can, you know, and that's, because I think for, think for a woman, like, a woman has to get a guy 
hard. Yeah, that's know? what. Yeah. So they have to get a guy intrigued. But is it fair to be like because men are capable of of powering? Is it fair to call it inherently evil? No, I don't. I don't believe that at all. I. I that's kind of weird, you know, to get that idea. Because you can see it clearly, it works both ways. If a woman wants it and she wants to take it, the sad part about it is that a guy is going to give it to her. You, yeah, they you just have... like get, get us a few drinks and get a few drinks yeah. in us, and like they, they do a little nip slip, and they're like, "Hey, wait, I saw that." Yeah, and then um, you know and they so do it again. Oops, mom, girls, sorry. girls have that ability to trick even boys. They they have that ability to trick boys, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I had some some. And uh, wouldn't that be just as evil? For a grown-ass woman to trick a young boy, like to seduce him, as it would for a man to like force himself onto a young girl. And that's what I. So I. It's funny because I think about like um, when you're growing up. You know, I have some. I had some middle school teachers, some elementary teachers, where you're like, damn, like that girl's hot, and you're you're young, and you still. Would you have ever told anybody? What? Would you have ever told anybody? I, if, I don't like, know. You, I don't. You like you knocked it out. And that's the thing. Like, I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have. Not even you to know? your homeboy, because that you know that's where the kids get caught. They're not they, like, they tell somebody. They tell their, they tell their boys. You know, and like, then Yo, somebody Ms. tells somebody Ms. else. so-and-so, like, she, da-da-da-da-da. See, and that's, you know? I think that's the thing is that I probably wouldn't have. And then the sad part about that is that I wouldn't have said anything. And she would have did somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And then yet, now you have these, these little boys growing up with that. It fucks them up. You know, it's not, it's not just a girl thing. It fucks up the little boy, too, because. I thought about that. Like, this is just a, a train of thought. Are they fucked up by that? Or are we fucking them up by telling them they've been fucked up by the teacher? No, 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 no. You know, because, like, I, you know, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. They just got laid. Yeah, they just got laid at a very young age. So now they're thinking about sex when they shouldn't have. Okay. You have an 11-year-old boy. Now he knows what it feels like. He knows that, that feeling inside of him. And he's thinking about sex when he shouldn't have and that's our problem that's our problem as True. like okay. um, where, we, where we grow grew up and stuff like that you know when i was in middle school i was having sex i was 12 years old having sex i shouldn't have been doing that you know and yeah, I, I think like, about my kids now especially with the teacher because now you're sitting in class and she's trying to give the science lesson and, and you're thinking you're about thinking the biology about lesson last night yeah like, <laughs> yep, yep. and see and that's the thing though is that for a boy it's cool it's like oh yeah that's super that's cool what the, that's, that's the why, that's the disconnect like, and That's see, the disconnect. Like, it should see, not be cool. And I'm one of those. I'm over here like, yeah. But would you have said anything? Yeah. yeah. So like for it, boys, yeah. It, it's kind of like cool because, you know, you're the stud. Yeah. You're, you're the man. There's a whole other uh, other idea behind like, it, dude, which it shouldn't be. You banged a full-grown woman, man. No, like, that, that full-grown woman took advantage of you. Exactly. You okay. know, and she manipulated you. And you have the same thing with with guys, you know. Um, there was a, a guy that I went to school, or a teacher in my middle school that um years later after we graduated high school um he ended up getting convicted because he had been um he was a middle school teacher that was actually manipulating these little girls and some girl she ended up snitching snitching him out yeah all all this stuff you had once you have one girl that comes out you have 10 more girls coming out and then boom that's it it the guy he ended up getting locked up which good you know yeah, and good because it was true. Good because it was true, yeah. Because, like, it, it's so sad when these guys who absolutely did nothing, just somebody got pissed off at them. Yeah, and that, that and there, that's there's another... Never, there's never a consequence for a false false accusation. Yeah, and that's, that's, an, that's the other part of the spectrum, you know, where you have people coming out and there's no way, there's no cameras, there's no um, voice recordings, there's no nothing to, to really pinpoint that, um, that person to doing it, but yet they have a, a, another agenda that they're trying to get at this person. And that's where we live in this world where it's kind of fucked up either way. Yeah. It's, I feel like... It's crazy. Yeah, there's nothing it's we can do about crazy. that. <laughs> you know, it's... It's and it's not nothing to laugh at either. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's just it sucks. It's just it's, how we process things. Yeah, you know, you, you, you gotta find humor in something, otherwise you're just gonna fucking drive yourself crazy. Yep. Like the the days of like fucking Leave It to Beaver and fucking Mayberry Street. Long gone. Long fucking gone. They were yeah. gone like thirty we, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> forty years ago. Bro, yeah. like, I mean, and honestly, like. I would just like to see it go back to how it was in the nineties. We had we had some shit yeah. going on, but like it wasn't too bad. 
I feel like now I feel like now with the the advance in technology, it's so easy. Like I get I get so nervous about like my daughter talking to certain people, and then um you know even her, even I I went through her Snapchat dude, and her boyfriend her boyfriend's um, yeah maybe it's not fair to say I missed the nineties though because like I don't mean to cut you off or nothing you know but like technology has shown society a lot of the things that were missed yeah that we weren't it's a, paying it's attention a to advance in communication is what it is yeah and like. I guess back that back in the day, you didn't feel the world was so grim because the world was a lot smaller. Shit was swept under the rug, and yeah. it wasn't as in your face. Now, now with our social media, our cell phones, and everything, like everything's everything. It, the tsunami happens in Japan. We know about it literally that instant. Right, and within it, it, ten minutes, it's across the it's across the globe. You know, like it was said. You know, like uh, racism hasn't gotten worse. It's just fucking videotaped now. Yep. It's just. Everybody it's, has a camera. Everybody, everybody has a camera now. Everybody has an opinion too. That's the bad thing. I mean, it, it's it's not bad. Like it's my grandfather just, said, though, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, and most of them <laughs> fucking stink. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's not bad. It's to voice your opinion. I don't want to say that, you know. But um, the thing is, though, is we have fucking forgotten how to agree to disagree. Yes, and how to just let things be. You know, um, there was another another Facebook post today. One of the one of the Democrats. She was explaining, we're gonna we're gonna hunt for all you people that were agreeing with Trump and, and this and that. And it's like, okay, so now I don't even have the right to have a different opinion. Like, what is, what is this? You know, so yeah. if I have a different opinion, now you're gonna come after me? Like, no, you're like that's how a Holocaust starts. Yeah, that that's how communism and all that crap works. Exactly. If you don't agree, if you don't have one central idea, then you're not a part of the group. No. And see, this is democracy. Everybody has the whole two-party. I, I really didn't want to get into politics and all that shit, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The Republicans, Democrats, that's the fucking problem. Yes. Yeah. Like, the two-party thing. They, like, yep. And as soon as your voter registration card says either Republican or Democrat, they have you where they want you. Yep. You know, like I'm going to step on some toes. I'm going to piss somebody off, but. I fundamentally believe it is un-American to belong to one of those parties yep. because they don't serve the people anymore. They serve their constituents because every time we watch voting and they talk about it, they're always talking about they're concerned with the swing states, the swing states, the swing state this, the swing state that. They're not caring about the states that always vote Republican or they're not caring about the states that always vote Democrat. They know they have those ones locked in the bag. Yeah. Start fucking jumping off that bandwagon. Everybody's voter registration card should say no party. Yep. Independent. I, I don't even want to say, I'm just no party. Earn my vote. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and my my politics in a nutshell, I firmly believe that interracial married gay couples should be able to protect their marijuana farms with fully automatic AK-47s and RPGs. <laughs> like, you do what you want to do, you let me, I'm not, like, Hey, yeah, I'm not going to knock it, whatever like, it is. Yep. <laughs> even though I don't agree with your life choice, Yep. Of arming yourself with an AK-47 over an AR-15, that's on you. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? That's, yeah, That let everybody be. Let everybody be, you know, and they... This is the this is the land of the free. Let let, let you do what you want to do. And I think that's, that is that is an important point to to make, is that there shouldn't be this two-party process. There shouldn't be this, this, you know, oh, we should ban abortion. We shouldn't, you know, there's... All this stuff is just conflict. Yeah, there's you're gonna have the people that are against it. You're always gonna have that, no matter what. You're not gonna you're not gonna be in an agreement with. What do we have? Uh, a couple of million people here, or you know, right? But like you used to seventy be able million to still people or something. Sit down at the end of the day and have a beer with somebody and be like, all right, you know, we're you you see it Democrat, I see it Republican, vice versa, whatever. Like, can we just like stop talking about this, have a beer, and talk about sports? Nowadays, it's like, oh my God, that motherfucker voted for fucking Trump. Oh like, yeah, everybody got to put you on like, blast. Bust his fucking head open. Like, yep. it, it's like, yo, can we like not talk about politics and can we like just sit down, and watch the baseball game, and drink a beer? Fuck no, you smell like Trump. Oh, <laughs> I can't like, stand people like that. And it's funny because um, growing up where where I grew up and going to the schools, I feel like these public schools they train you to be Democrat. And it's so funny because I didn't realize this until like uh, my senior year, where everybody that I I talked to, all the teachers, all the um, all all the the students, you know, they got this idea where you're you're part of this Democratic Party because um, Republicans are for the rich and Democrats for the poor, and it's not that way at all, you know. And it's you, and know, you know what, like someday I would like to be rich. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to fucking pay 
half of my fucking hard-earned money into taxes. Into taxes? <laughs> like, that's that's why, like, I'm like, why the f- Tax everybody the same. Yeah. Give us, you know, like, the guy that just passed away, Herman Cain, mm-hmm. you know, like, he passed away from coronavirus, I guess. But he had this, like, whole 999 tax percent thing. I have to fucking see if I can look it back up. But it was, like, 9%, 9%, 9%. That, that makes 9%, sense, 9%, because 9%. especially... Um, I mean, what they, what do they say? Like the church, you know, you ten uh, percent of nothing is nothing, and you got a lot of people out here making nothing. <laughs> but not only that, you got a lot of people out here making something. You know, and they, they, hey, you want to drive on your road to work? You want to, you want to have all the the same freedoms of our economical structure? Like you got to put in. Yep. I just sometimes I don't think the way they uh, spend our money is the best. Yep. <laughs> Nobody is going to have the same opinion either because you have this idea where, like, oh, yeah, we got to spend all this money on defense, you know, because we're in this economical war and anybody can come after us right now. But at the same time, you have another person saying, wait a minute, we're, we're at this economical crisis right. that, you know, we, we have to put our money back in, into our our communities, you know, we, we don't need to spend all this money on, on defense, you know, we need to, we need to withdraw that money, you guys are buying all these nukes and all these, um, these new, uh, helicopters and everything like that, and half these kids don't even have lunch, like, that's, that, you have, so the, the 999 plan, it's a 9% personal income tax, a 9% federal sales tax, and a 9% corporate tax. Okay, do you know who's not going to agree with you? Who? Corporate. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, they're not going to like that 9% tax because they're going to want their tax deductions for uh, for employing so many reformed criminals, for employing... You you get all these credits, and it's it's crazy the way that you look at it because I always told my boss um, at my last job, I said, you know, I'm your, uh, I'm your scapegoat because I'm the only Mexican here. <laughs> you know, I, I, I knew why I was hired. <laughs> yeah, so it is what it is. You just kind of deal with it, and this is part of our, I guess, part of our, our life and our our American culture. We got a great culture. Yeah. We got it's a young one, but it's a great one. Hey, you know what, though? The, I, In all reality, I know all this, um, the all these people talking crap about, you know, um, the protesters and stuff like that. I'm, I'm glad somebody's speaking out and trying to do something, trying to change it. I don't mind the protests. Yeah. It's the riots. Yeah, the riots like, and the, the, the looting. You know, once you start getting to looting, you're not doing... You're and not, then marching through neighborhoods and, like, trying to intimidate people. Like, yeah, the, the, the cul-de-sac commandos. Oh, yeah. That shit was funny. And I, I heard that they just dropped the charges against them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So. Wow. Which I don't understand how the hell you're going to fucking press charges on them anyways. They fucking broke down a, a fucking wrought iron gate that said fucking private. Like... They were already trespassing, you know, and, like, you had to be pretty fucking violent to break down that middle gate. Yeah. So, like, you already, yeah, no, I'm coming out with a rifle, too. Yep. I, I support that dude, man. Hey. His yeah. wife needs some discipline, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what, though? And that's the, and that goes back to where you're in the in a crisis and you don't, your adrenaline's pumping. Yeah, and that, you know, that's why training yeah, is, is, is essential. important because you're going to learn. And trigger that, that, discipline and she just and uh, i mean the way that she held it you could just tell she you know she probably went out on the weekends with him a couple of times and shot it just to you know to get the feel for it but she wasn't she wasn't ready to defend herself you did know? you see and, the memes that are like about her eyeballs the eyes say alcohol and pills the finger on the trigger says lack of training yeah but <laughs> So what if they were sitting in their house in the evening, enjoying having themselves. a drink, enjoying themselves? Yeah. So just because you've had a couple drinks that, that night, you're not supposed to grab your gun and, and protect yourself? Yeah, and that's the fucked up part, and that's the thing that you know makes me nervous. Hey, if it's eleven o'clock at night and I've had one too many beers, I'm on my way to sleep, and I get woken up at fifteen minutes later after I you know pass out, I'm still drunk, and shit's going down. You have people breaking down your fences. Like, you have to defend your, yourself and your property, you know? that's At that point, though, you have this gray area where it's illegal, you know, because you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be intoxicated to holding a firearm, you know? But it's, a, it's this whole gray area. Yeah, especially if you end up in a court like fucking Judge Judy's, man. <laughs> Good Lord. I would never sue somebody and take them on there. No. no? Not even if I thought I had all my damn ducks in a row. I feel sorry for the people who are on there that, like, and it comes out for some dog case and this and that. Like, what kind of dog do you have? And they're like, oh, it's a pit bull. Oh, you done lost. 
Yep, immediately. That's everybody has this this idea that pit bulls are bad. You done lost. You said pit bull on Judge Judy's court. <laughs> that that is the fucking AR fifteen of the dog world. Yep. Hopefully this podcast was a little bit better. Um, I know we got into a lot of different subjects, and uh, I mean, if you hear this and you you want to talk about something else, um, oh well. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, for real. We're gonna we're gonna get a um, let us an, know let an it, email know. account set up. Um, I just don't want to like blaze something. I don't know. Let's see if we can do that right now. Let's let's fucking. All right. So, you got the email going? Yep. So, uh, it, email is going to be the bad dads podcast at gmail.com so just like it sounds just like you would spell it normally no funky spelling no z or nothing it's uh the bad dads podcast at gmail.com all right pretty sweet so if you guys got some suggestions um or if you guys got anything you want us to, to hit talk about uh go ahead and let us know send us an email um if you guys got some funny pictures of crazy things going on, different kind of uh, weaponry. <laughs> you just want to share or something. Uh, let us know. We're going to be getting Instagram going on pretty soon. So um, we'll probably set it up as like a fan page. And that way you guys can kind of share stuff and we'll, we'll share things as we go along. You guys can see our, our kind of ghetto rig setup we got for this, uh, <laughs> this podcast <laughs> going on. Hey, my room ain't too bad here. Oh, no, the room's nice. I'm just talking about all these wires and equipment all over the place. It's kind of getting out of, out of control. Yeah, we hey, give it time. Give it time. Yeah, all right. This has been good. Yep, been good. Been a pleasure. Peace out. uh, Peace out. We'll see you guys next time.